Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Pagans Tonight Radio Network, the voice of the pagan world. Pagans Tonight is sponsored by Witchschool.com, your anyone, anytime, anywhere magical education. And good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you're at in the world today. And, of course, you're going to be picking this up by podcast, as well as we're doing it live here from the fine city of Chicago, the psychic capital of North America, as per Brad Strager out of his famous book, Psychic Chicago. And, of course, I'm going to be talking with one of Chicago's favorite daughters, uh, Pandora Pappas, um, someone I've known for many, many years. And we're going to get into a little bit about that. And she's uh, she does great work. She does a lot of psychic work. She does a lot of mediumship work. But most importantly, she's a, she is an amazing human being that I'm so grateful to know. But before we get to that, I want to remind you, if you are listening to this live or if you're here this weekend, uh, you can see Phyllis Carrot is in town this weekend. Uh, she's already done her first two events. Today, she's going to be at the Theosophical Society with her all-day workshop. I believe there's still time to sign up if you really got to move right now. And tomorrow she's going to be at a Serenity Tea Shop out in Oak Park signing books from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. So we're really excited about that. And uh, so we're really excited about that. And um, so we're really excited to do that. But um, And also, if you haven't caught the Theosophical Society, right, then you, you, know, you need to deal with um, the idea of going – they have a website, they have a – those his speech on it, and that makes it really kind of wonderful. Uh, you can see what she had to say, and she's talking about nature's way and the way of witches. But here, let me go ahead and no further ado, and uh, we're going to bring, hopefully I've done it right, uh, Pandora. And um, hi, are you there? I'm here, Ed. How are you? I am good, thank you very much. And I love, it. Yeah, I love the fact that we're in Chicago and we're doing so many amazing things and so many right things to do. Um, but you've been reading in Chicago like forever. Um, you just have your comic book origin. So for people who don't know you, how did you get started in all this? Okay, yes, forever it is. Um, I am a third generation um, psychic, so I grew up in a family where everything was um, accepted, which I feel gave me a little bit of a leg up. You know, some people who um, have psychic abilities grow up in families where they don't have people who understand them, but I had the opposite experience. So um, as early as uh, two or three years old, I was talking to my mother about when I was here before. So lots of past life memories, and she, of course, embraced that completely and engaged me in talking about it, which was um, obviously really helpful. And um, my grandmother was um, also psychic, and she used to read playing cards. So she finally let me um, learn when I was about eight, So, because uh, I was always fascinated by that. So that's how I started with divination, was learning how to read playing cards. And from there, um, around age 14 or 15, I started getting really fascinated with crystals and did a lot of um, learning on my own working with them and, of course, reading tons of amazing books that are out there and then transitioned into tarot and runes and um, my mediumship uh, came into focus a little bit more in my early 20s and um, 
since then has been a, a true favorite of mine. I love doing readings, but mediumship work is what I think I have the most fun with because I love hanging out with people and their, their loved ones on the other side. So that's my, in a nutshell, of how I started. <laughs> and uh, that's pretty, that is pretty amazing and everything else. So we know each other from the days when we were reading in nightclubs in Chicago in the early 90s. Um, yes. As the Avalon nightclub, uh, the Limelight nightclub, all of that. Um, yeah, and so. And Cairo. That was a lot I don't of, know if you were ever uh, at Cairo. Cairo, I remember Cairo. Um, I didn't yeah, work I used to read there, too. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the Excalibur nightclub. It was limelight at the time when we did it. Um, yes. So that's all been pretty kind of a lot of fun. But what? So what are you doing today? So, so, what so let's go jump right into the, yeah, what are you doing now today? And then we can fill in all the spots between that. Okay. So now today um, I work with um, clients on many different things. A lot of career counseling, actually. A lot of career questions are coming to me lately. Um, so I do sessions face-to-face in the Chicago area. I also do phone sessions internationally. Um, and I do mediumship work, animal communication, both with animals who are here, alive, and who have crossed over the Rainbow Bridge. Um, I do some group sessions like gallery readings. Um, lots of parties and events, which is super fun. I love doing readings in those environments because it's so high energy. Um, so that, that's like the in a nutshell. I'm also working on a couple of different books. They they both are drawing my uh, attention uh, a little bit at a time. One is about energy and how we exchange energy with people in the world, uh, kind of like how we can create our own experience in life by what we are thinking and feeling and projecting. And um, that's the big passion right now is to help people understand that a lot of their life experience is based on uh, what they project. So why don't you tell us a little bit about animal readings? Because that sounds pretty fascinating. Yeah, the the animal readings are great. I, I have clients who come to me who are having either behavioral issues with their um, dogs or cats or sometimes birds um, who are here now, and I can connect with the animal even if they're at a distance, um, just based on a photo or a name, and help them to have some breakthroughs uh, in changing behaviors. Um, a lot of times I've picked up on issues as far as um, sensitivities with food um, and things like that as well. And then the animals who've crossed over, obviously bringing in some less uh, comforting messages to their owners um, and also sharing what they share with me. Sometimes an animal will come through and let me know who they're hanging out with on the other side. Occasionally it'll be um, their humans who they knew, or it will be their litter mates or sometimes um, previous animals that their owner had had. So it's pretty cool. But um, in the same way that I get messages, so I'm clairvoyant, clairsentient, and clairaudient. So I see things, hear things, and feel things. So when I'm connecting with an animal, it's the same thing. Um, Usually with animals, I'm going to see it more and feel it more rather than getting the auditory words because they don't communicate in words. Well, that's fascinating. And um, I think that's really kind of... um... Um, very energetic, very interesting. 
um, to do that because I don't I don't know that most people would know that. Yeah, it's um, so that, kind of a whole new world, you know, working with animals uh, for some people. Like they don't think about it. A lot of people don't uh, think about their um, animals as as being souls. You know, these are just people in our soul group in little furry bodies or feathery bodies, right? Yeah, um, well, that is, you know, so people are doing more stuff uh, on it. So that makes a lot of sense um, on that. So um, I know you do a lot of different kinds of readings here. So you've got a gallery reading coming up soon. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that and, you know, where it is, when it is, because I know people love to have readings and things like that, and they should want to have a reading with you. Okay, absolutely. Um, So the... The gallery reading is um, just a, a group session. It's going to be on the smaller side, more intimate, because that way each person has um, a better chance of getting a message from someone who's crossed over. And it's in the Lakeview area. Um, I work out of the private office space, and um, I usually give the address out later, but I'm near Belmont and Clark. And it's going to be from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Saturday, October 12th. And um, you can sign up through my website, which is pandorap.com. And everyone's going to come in. We're going to do a, a small uh, group meditation just to get in the right zone. Because a lot of times when people come uh, to a mediumship session, either individually or to a gallery reading setup, they come with expectations. And expectations can block you from receiving good messages. So sometimes people will come only wanting to speak with one person. And if they don't hear from that one person, they're not going to listen to any other message that comes to them. Or sometimes they think that they, in their own minds, have set up a code word or something that their family member is supposed to say to them when they come through so they can prove that they're here. You know, And those are expectations that really do block the organic nature of, of a mediumship session. Um, so I try and help people to release that at the beginning of our gallery meeting by getting into the right headspace. I also give each person a stone to hold on to during the session that's going to amplify spirit communication. I usually give everybody a little piece of selenite. Shush, don't tell. It's <laughs> a surprise. Um, but selenite is a crystal that um, helps uh, not only to increase protection, but it does increase spirit communication, activates crown chakra, so that everybody's a little bit more open. So we'll go through the the two-hour session, and I'm going to work um, and see where I'm drawn in the room, whose energy is pulling me in, whose family is talking the loudest. But we'll go through, and I'm going to make sure that we have a message or communication of some sort for each person who's coming. Because even if um, they don't have a family member who's popping in easily, I will talk to them and see who they want to connect with and I'll sort of zero in and and get a couple of messages for them as well. Because that's the other thing that's different with how I do mediumship uh, normally. I open a session by connecting with the family member that they want to connect with the most and then that person on the other side opens the energy to the rest of the spirits who want to come through. So I have a very direct way and that person then becomes sort of like the mouthpiece or the microphone. 
for the rest of the group. So I know I babbled a lot. I'm sorry. But that's the best way for me to kind of explain how a, a gallery session goes. So I guess I Does get a lot of questions. That? It does make sure. a lot of sense. And so one of the questions I get sometimes is how do we get a good reading? I mean, what is it that you need to do? How do you know you're going to get a good reading? Because a lot there's a fair amount of readers in Chicago, very few that are truly excellent, and I consider you amongst the best. Um, I think people should get readings, and people ask me, well, what, what do you see to get a good reading? What, do you, what should you be looking for, either in the reader or in how you conduct yourself? Okay, so I feel always in, in choosing who to go to for a session, um, you need to first educate yourself. So you need to get as much information about that person as you can. Check out their website or if they have a YouTube channel or Instagram, you know, places where they're going to be showing you little pieces of their work or them communicating. So you get a, a chance to really uh, touch on their energy first and see if that resonates with you. Um, I believe that everybody is intuitive. We, we're all psychic and we all have a strong gut instinct. So that place in your belly that says, Ew, I don't like that person. Listen to that. If you hear that about somebody, don't go have a feeding with them. Even if they're supposed to be amazing, it may not be a perfect fit for you. So always educate first and then trust that feeling in your gut. And if your gut is saying, hey, that's the person I want to meet, that's someone I'd like to hang out with for a little while, then that's the person that you should go toward. But when you have a session with a psychic, having some questions prepared, I feel, is always helpful. Because then your thoughts are organized, the session is going to go better, and you're going to be able to really get to the heart of some of the matters that are going on. Because um, what I like to do is look at the history of a situation, like specifically if we're looking at a relationship, I will connect to the history and see what patterns are there for the relationship itself and then for each person individually. What are the things that they keep recreating in their lives that are causing uh, discord? in their current relationship. So um, that's one of the things that I would suggest strongly is to have the question, um, have an idea of kind of what your goals are. So rather than thinking that um, a reading is going to be like an amazing experience where you sit down and somebody tells you um, like a whole story, you get to be a part of that story. You get to ask questions and you get to um, make some decisions just like in your life. You can decide what direction you're going. And that's the other thought. Um, a reading is not uh, carved in stone. So the things that come up in a reading are based on who you are at the time of your reading. So you can get up from that session and change your mind, which then changes your course. So I like to let people know that they have the power to change that trajectory. A reading gives you an overview and some highlights of things that uh, will happen if you don't change or things that you can avoid or change or redirect if you wish. Well, that makes a lot of sense. I've always mentioned to people that you get a reading not because uh, this concept of predestiny that, you know, everything's a certain way and that you need to. That would be a pretty boring life to begin with. But um, exactly. that you do have choices and you make it uh, that. So, you know, early days we did the nightclubs and we had a lot of fun with the nightclubs. Um and so you started out long before the internet, long before, not as long, I should make it that up, we're not that old, but but certainly we were, you know, being part of the, the sort of wave in Chicago of, of um, club kids. 
But um, it was kind of the idea that there wasn't a lot of, like, the phone readings had come in yet and things of that nature. So right. what have you seen? So in those days, we went to nightclubs. We went to coffee shops. We went to the cult bookstore or various occult bookstores to kind of generate our, our business. And now today, like you said, you're an international reader doing it over the Internet with uh, what, Skype and various forms of communication tools. Mm-hmm. So, so people used to argue that you could only get a good reading in person. Now, why why makes it possible to do a reading over a distance? You know, how do you how do you how did you learn that technique that was really important? Okay, so for me, um, yeah, a lot of my business was based on word of mouth, or events, or meeting people face to face, like you said, you know, clubs, bookstores, etc. Um, the development of the long distance readings for me and the phone readings was uh, around 1998. Um, I started working for one of those phone lines, one of the popular ones. Can I say which one it was? Oh, I think it was supposed to be Cleo, right? It was Miss Cleo, yeah, where I was making 16 cents a minute. But, um, which is just scary. That's like sweatshop money. But um, it gave me the opportunity uh, to educate myself about one thing, which I didn't expect, is that for me personally, being on the phone, being connected in the way that our phones magically connect us, amplifies energy for me. So doing sessions over the phone or over Skype actually amplify the energy and they make a stronger connection at times for me than a face-to-face reading does. So it's very interesting. I feel like that it makes amplifies. So, well, that makes sense. Yeah, go ahead. And sorry. A lot of the, oh, no, 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 absolutely. And so you're doing a lot of energy work now, aren't you? So you mentioned your book that you're working on for energy transference and transfer work. Are you doing a lot of yeah. energy work now? And, um, I am um, doing energy work I am uh, from a distance sometimes, yes, but I also do sound healing, and I didn't mention that earlier in the whole list just because I was saying my list quickly, but I do um, sound healing with um, tuning forks, and I work with crystals as well, and Tibetan bowls, and I have a tank drum, and Tibetan chimes, and all sorts of fun toys, so um, yeah, I work with, with energy a lot. And so, and so, yeah, so, so, in my new podcast, Chicago Pegs Podcast, thank you everybody who's been listening. We've um, every show has been really well, and we've put us in the top twenty percent of the, of the country already. Thank you after only oh my gosh. seven shows. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, people love Chicago. People love to talk about it. But you're the actual first professional psychic that I have on that it is psychic work. Most of the other people have been ceremonials and do some of it. So you have a very specific workforce. And everybody goes like this, well, can you make a living as a reader? And they're always saying, you know, you have to be really good. You have to really know what you're doing. Um, and you have to work at it. It's not easy, is it? I mean, it's you have to really easy. work at it. You do have to work at it. You, I mean, with anything, you need to practice your um, your gift, you know, uh, because your gift mm-hmm. will get a little dusty if you're not using it all the time. So um, the practicing, yes, and then just the way that the world has developed over the last 20 years, 20-plus, 
um, with all of the social media, if if you don't have a web presence, if you don't have a social media presence, then you're not going to be seen. You're not going to be recognized. Mm-hmm. So you do have to work harder to keep your business going these days, but we have the tools to do it. So, you know, at least that's out there, and we can all do it ourselves. But, um, yeah, I, I even have some clients, and I think this speaks for at least the relationship that I've built with them. I have some clients since 1988 who come and see me annually. Oh. So <laughs> that's a good thing. So how often should you get a reading? I mean, really. I mean, if you are wanting to get a regular set of readings, how often should they come? Or when they want to, or is there, you know, really, is there too often? Is there, you know, people always ask that question as well. Um, so people do ask me um, how often to come, and I like to redirect that back to them. So what happens um, is a lot of times when people are going through changes in life, transitions, transformation times, they're going to seek advice a bit more often. Um, there are some people who come just once a year or every six months, other people who will come more during those transition times. I always like to tell people, I'll tell them if I feel like they're coming too much and if I have, you know, if I feel like I've given them as much as I can give. But I don't really have a prescription because it really depends on the, the situation. Does that make sense? Well, absolutely. And I think that um, I think that'll make sense to a lot of people who are listening in. Um, I know about the Ross because I'm after so many years after, you know, as everybody knows, I've been, you know, out, and, you know, saving the world, you know, one, you know, one compost field at a time, one moment at a time. Um, and I'm knocking off the Ross. Well, you know, man, it's tough sometimes to get started again. Um, I will be in Salem, everybody, as I know, I'll be in Salem in the month of October, but I'm still going to be doing Chicago Pagan. Um, just a quick note, I'm doing another show, um, same same pagansandnightrate.com. You can check it out there. It's going to be uh, the game show, the Pagan Game Show, which I've been wanting to do for a long time. That'll be Wednesday. Um, in the evening, you just call in and you answer questions and you can win prizes. So that's the next thing on there. But in this sort of uh, world of our readings and your sort of readings and things like that, how do you stay grounded? One of the biggest things I get from novices is that they they say, well, how do you take care of your cards? And how do you stay grounded? What would you advice would you give a novice reader trying to do those two things? Okay, so the the first question was how to secure your cards. Is that what you said? I had a hard time yeah, how they, they always talk about how taking care of their cards. Should I put them in a pillow? Should I take care of them? Should I? Well, the first the first myth is that you have to. I think it's a myth that you have to get your decks got to be given to you. So that's a big one. And then how do you take um, care of your cards? Okay, so for me, um, with cards and with with everything um, witchy, I bring it all down to earth. Okay, so I'm very logical with my approach. So with my cards, I always make sure that I um, clear the energy of the deck before and after using them. And I clear the energy both with intention, um, but I do use Palo Santo. Yeah, so I will... Uh, burn Palisanto wood or uh, sage and do smudging of the deck. And I keep my decks in uh, pouches, individual pouches that I've actually created. So some people say keeping them in silk. Um, most of mine are in velvet or cotton. 
um, but they're in pouches that I've um, sewn myself. So that's just my method. I believe that we can create our own method to keep our tools safe, um, but to clear the energy. I mean, that's something uh, to clear the energy of the cards or whatever tools that you're using, and also to clear your own personal energy um, after a session. So I have a few methods for myself, um, I definitely favor the use of selenite because if you have a selenite uh, wand, you can uh, clear your energy quickly with that just by going through your auric field. Um, that's going to be the fast one that I can use in between sessions. Um, or I smudge at least once a day. I smudge. Um, I also wash my hands and visualize the water um, clearing the energy off of me and then going through my hands and pulling anything that might be hanging out out of my hands just because um, so much of the work that I do is with um, the chakras in the palms of my hands. So um, other methods That's that are always going on around me, um, I do use essential oil um, for myself. Like I may uh, put a couple of drops of uh, frankincense or uh, lavender oil, depending, just on my pulse mm -hmm. points um, before a session or sometimes during a session. So if I um, am working with somebody who has a lot of um, anxiety going on, for instance, I'm going to use more tools to protect myself during that session um, as well as the after. Wow, you've got you've got this really down. I mean, I know that you do, but it's, it's, you've got to be able to explain it very well. Um, so, do you teach classes now, or do you offer classes or mentorships? Um, I have done mediumship uh, mentorship. <laughs> um, I don't have any uh, current classes, although it is something that is um, on my radar. Something for um, next year that I'm planning is to do. Um, both small um, group sessions um, to develop your intuition and then moving into the mediumship work for sure. Um, I do have the crystal class that I teach as well where people bring their crystal collection with them and we go over each stone and things that they may not know about each stone and then I uh, let them know what I'm picking up on psychically that their collection is missing that they could use at this time. So I actually have a class on October 5th. But um, so, yeah, I, I do that as well um, because I feel like it's important to help people with what they already have. Like what are the tools that you have and let me help you to utilize them better. Um, that's fantastic. So now you also you also do it on Facebook every day. And this is one of the things that, that really made me kind of call you up and reminded me that you do every day you do – card reading on your Facebook page um, and I don't know if any other social media you do um, um, Instagram yeah Instagram my Google business page Facebook business page um, I do a, a card of the day or sometimes a channeled message of the day or crystal of the day I, I like to stay engaged with my um, clients and with my followers you know because we've got to stay the course we've got to support each other in life you know Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. So if people want to get a hold of you or contact you, how would they do it again? Um, so my website is pandorap.com, P like Pandora. 
And uh, my phone number is 773-354-6035. So my last major question for the day, and I gotta get you, I'm going to have to have you come on back on, because I, I do want to get more on material. Um, but sure. the name Pandora, but the name Pandora, you know, it's, it's related very much to, to the idea of undying curiosity, even to the detriment of, of your own actions sometimes. Do you feel like, <laughs> are you a Pandora? Yeah. Sometimes? Well, it, I, yes, sometimes. Um, so it is my real name. A lot of people ask just because of the work that I do, if it's a name that I gave myself or if it's my given name. So I'm Greek and it is my real name. Um, but yes, I'm, I'm super curious. Um, I like to get into stuff. I like to learn lots of things at once. And sometimes narrowing my own focus is a challenge, but I don't think that I'm letting all the evils of the world out of my box. I think I'm, no, I don't think so. I'm staying pretty hopeful. <laughs> I understand that. I think I think you offer a lot of truth to the world, and I really appreciate the fact that you're doing the work and that you've stayed with it uh, for for such a long time. I mean, and we're making it sound like we're ancient. We're not. Trust me, we're actually we're not that old. Um, but sometimes it feels that way. Um, check out yes, TikTok. Exactly. You know, if you haven't checked out TikTok yet, oh, um, it's got a, it's got a very young. Oh, absolutely. They've got a term called baby witches and baby readers. Oh, my gosh. There are a lot of young people who are learning around that. I think you do wonderfully. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. And anyone who uh, well, thanks finds for the tip. I'll it, check it out. Yeah. And, yeah, and if anyone's on TikTok, check me out. I'm at the Pagan on TikTok, uh, as well as Instagram and other places. You, you know me. You can find me. Uh, so I really enjoy having you on. Um, that's really. Thank I, you, I, Ed. I've loved talking to you again. <laughs> This is great. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then it is at that. So um, really quick note, um, again, next Wednesday I'll have a new show. If you haven't seen the new Elder Talk with Lord Don, Lord Stephanie, and myself, the last one we did uh, we just is now up. It's on fear and how to deal with that. And uh, so last words, anything that you think that everybody should know uh, uh, that, you should, that they should know or carry with them this week? Um, so last words to carry with for this week is um, be kind to yourself. Give yourself permission to feel things. I feel like um, society right now, and especially just with our full moon today, um, people tend to suppress their emotions. They tend to hide them or hide from them. Sometimes they don't even want to look inside. But it's okay to let your emotions out. We need to look at those things. We need to do some self-work, self-examination, and feel. Okay? Life isn't about walking through robotically. Life is about feeling. So go feel this week and talk to people about how they're feeling and really connect. And so everybody knows, as Chicagoans, we have to ask this question, how do you eat your hot dog? What do you take on your hot dog? (laughs) No ketchup. And definitely don't no get the celery salt. <laughs> Absolutely. There you go. Well, you've been listening to Pandora Pappas. And it's Pappas or Pappas? Uh, it's Pappas, but that's because I say it more Chicago-y. <laughs> but, yeah, I think it's Pappas if you, if you want to be real Greek. And you can check her out on Pandora P. 
Tom, and you can check her out on yeah. Facebook. Check out our page. Really look at it. And I'm really grateful that you're here today. And uh, and folks, we'll talk to you guys soon. And, uh, and thank you. And we'll talk to you soon. Um, say goodbye. To, uh, thanks, Ed. Now we <laughs> thanks, thanks, everybody, everybody, for listening. And thank you, Ed. You're awesome. Uh, well, that's very kind of you to say. And uh, we'll be more, and you, you'll hear more from Pandora. We're going to talk to her about mediumship sometime in October. I'm hoping to get her back down to really get into um, one of our longer sessions about mediumship and other things. So blessings, everybody. Enjoy your day. Remember, Phyllis is out there this weekend. Go see her. Go out and see your shows. Go out and get yourself a reading. Just go do something. It's a beautiful weekend, and the full moon was so nice last night, and it continues tonight. Blessings, and good night.